You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. You know, I was asked a really fun question, and the question simply said, Brian, if you were going to launch your own NFT project, or if you were going to give advice to all of those out there thinking about launching their own NFT project, what would you advise them to do or to think about to stand out or to sell out or to really kind of be, you know, the, the, you know, exciting new project. And I kind of love this question um, because not only is it something I think about, uh, well, every single day, which I do, because to me, innovation in this space is something that we're going to, you know, not only continue to have to uh, think about, but it's something that, you know, the more I buy an NFT every day, And, you know, one of the projects launching this upcoming week, we actually had them on the podcast, um, is Bulls and Apes, and they're actually doing a six-month money-back guarantee, uh, which I think is actually a really interesting component. If you look at the mechanics of that six-month guarantee, or even go back and listen to the interview, uh, I challenged them on a couple of the things around, you know, does it have to stay in the original wallet that it was minted? And and for me, that can be an issue because as many of you know, like part of the process for many of us is to mint uh, our NFTs out of one wallet and then to move it to maybe a hardware wallet or move it to a secondary wallet that we want to, um, you know, kind of keep it there from, from there forward. And, and I can understand like part of this comes down to, uh, to tracking. And, and so this is using one of the, the new contracts, the R contract. Um, and so to answer this question, and I, and I actually think it's something everyone listening can answer, right? Because this isn't this isn't like asking the experts. Like I actually think that's why I like this question so much. It's more of like what are the things that like would would spark our interest, like, and especially right now, right, with uh, you know the NFT volume being way down, with uh, crypto being in the in the let's just say it, the toilet. Uh, I mean, I, I, I just removed Coinbase off of my phone completely uh, yesterday because, I, I mean, it's one thing, you know, if it's bloody Sunday, it's bloody every day. I was like, I'm just done. I, I don't need to have this on my phone right now. I don't need to be looking at these charts on my phone. I, I look at it plenty on the computer. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to remove it off the phone. Um, I will say, give me a little bit of the, now I'm like, oh, am I going to go look at the computer more than I was before? So maybe it'll be back in my phone probably uh, before too long. But uh, the the question really is, is like, what, you know, if you see a project, maybe they're on a Twitter space, maybe they're, maybe they're just, it's a tweet. Maybe it's one of your friends or family members talking about a project and they are like, hey, this project is doing in an insert, whatever it may be. Like, that's the question I think we have to be asking. And I will say, like, one of the things that I'm most excited about 
is this idea of continual, you know, let's say, I was going to say adaptation, continual growth uh, of an NFT uh, project itself, right? So most of you know uh, that I'm a big fan of Psychedelics Anonymous. Um, You know, it's a project that I minted uh, back in, I believe it was late November, early December. Um, And since then, we've been, you know, very blessed to be, um, you know, airdropped and then in some cases just having to mint uh, different components of this project. And I like that um, idea. But I will say I'm I'm, going to hold (laughs) I'm going to hold part one of the answers to this back because it's what I'm excited to roll out with our NFT project. And for most of you know, that's a struggle for me to hold back anything. I do not like holding back things, but I promise you it won't be held back very long. And then of course, once we roll it out, my goal is to open source the concept, open source the feed. Uh, and actually, I know a couple of you have already kind of sourced out what the, what exactly it is because, well, you've gone and uh, looked into the background of some of my uh, YouTube videos to see what was written on the back wall. And now I, I, I know some of you uh, have reached out and said, hey, I have an idea what you're working on. And I'm like, ooh, you do, huh? Um, but with that being said, you know, the, the thing that I, you know, for me, when I think about things that jump out at me is, you know, there are things about like, you know, what, what, security education components are projects thinking about. Another thing that I really want to figure out is like what NFT projects, especially hyped NFT projects are going to go beyond discord, right? Which ones are going to use a project, uh, you know, a tool like mighty networks or circle or really just try to think differently around uh, community conversation, right? I want to, I want to look at projects that are thinking beyond, um, Discord notifications, like, like maybe a project that is using uh, Telegram or even you know WhatsApp groups in a creative way. I think that would be something that would uh, jump out at me. Other things that I look at from uh, you know projects that you know I think collaboration is very. Um, it's it's kind of like right now it's like a nice to have. We're like, oh, if you are holding a bored ape, you get to be on the whitelist. Well, like what what is bored ape? users have to do with your project other than the fact that you want just people that have money or liquidity um, to have the opportunity to mint. And I actually think there's a, there's a different space for this, right? I actually think projects can, we can have a really fun overlap. Like why do I have to build a brand new game from scratch or a brand new metaverse? What if an NFT project rolled out and said, Hey, we are rolling out a really innovative PFP project with some cool utility and We've partnered with Blank NFT Project that already has their Metaverse project launched, and we're going to have our own you know, components of it. We're going to have our own uh, area on their land or, or whatever that may be. I actually think that's one that is exciting to me. Another one that I think, you know, another place for innovation that I look at it is, you know, when we think about like, what does a team look like when it comes to launching an NFT project, you're like, how can we bring the team and the, the integration of the team um, to the forefront, right? So like projects that are using a lot of video, video like interviews, video background, video um, in their marketing, not just like animated video, not just like quick hit, like uh, video you know, where we see a lot of like of all of the art. Like I want to actually get to know the t- people on the team via video and maybe it's over you know, a long period of time. And then the other thing that you know jumped out at me 
when I was thinking about this idea was, you know, what about, you know, how can we leverage some of like the web two functionality in a web three way? What I mean by that is, you know, one of the things when you think about, you know, great communities is that, you know, it's, it comes down to, you know, highlighting and celebrating those that are part of your community. And so we haven't really seen many projects, you know, really turn over the keys uh, to their accounts, to their community, right? So like, I would love the idea where like every Monday, a different community member takes over the Twitter account or the Instagram account, or uh, every other week, uh, we're going to have a video series where, or, you know, a Twitter space where it's run and, and the, the founders are interviewed by random community members, right? Like I was actually in a, in a Twitter space uh, two days ago and it, you know, it really hits me hard. Like people don't realize how important third party validation is with NFT projects. What I mean by that is if it's just two people talking, like if it's the co-founders talking, that's much more of a PR blitz. What if, if it's the two founders talking, but they're being interviewed by someone that maybe is a community member, but is that is, you know, is indebted or been embedded in their project. Like I, for one, will volunteer, you know, if I own the NFT, I would gladly volunteer to interview uh, the founders on behalf of the community, right? Like being able to ask the questions and, and phrase them in ways that get the conversation going. And that also does add that third party validation. And then lastly, I, I would say the thing that would maybe I, I think we maybe, and this is me just being a little bit too um, optimistic is you know, like the money back guarantee, I think is a, is a pretty cool concept, but I actually think that our PFPs, you know, I'm all for generative art, but why can't we find ways to empower those that are holding the NFT to customize their NFTs in ways that it updates their P Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm giving away a little too much here. Okay. Well, my whole point on this is that I actually think like one of the things I actually saw, I, I got this note, a uh, really nice note yesterday and someone's like, man, Fanzo, your uh, lazy lion NFT is spot on. You just need the lazy hat as like the the thing that you're missing. And for those who don't know, lazy lion, the lazy hat is like a whole community. Um, the floor price on the lazy uh, hat, uh, you know, section of the of the NFTs, uh, I believe, is double the price uh, of the regular floor price. Uh, but I thought it was funny because, you know, there is something to be said about like. What if we were able to adapt our our PFP? So what if I was able to, you know, maybe even merge another one? What if I owned two NFTs that are PFPs and I had the opportunity to burn one of them, but by burning one of them, I could pick out of all out of both NFTs, I got to pick the properties that combination that I would love to see on my PFP, right? So now we're burning the supply, but we're now customizing your profile photo. Imagine how many people would buy a second one or maybe even a third one so that you could have that opportunity where you could kind of personalize and customize uh, your profile photo. I think like the, that kind of innovation, like generative art at a 10,000 piece collection isn't really that innovative. I mean, it's what it's what all the projects have been doing for a year now. What if we were able to take generative art and remix how the generative art process even went? Even, maybe if we flipped it upside down, maybe if we even, rather than it, it being fully generative from all of the properties, what if when I minted 
I was able to select how many properties or how many different possibilities there were. Like, why can't we add that layer of customization? Yes, it's going to change the the rarity of some of these projects a little bit. But guess what? I look at rarity as in just in the art rarity as the as the thing that's going to go away very soon. I've been on record to say I think legacy of an NFT project, which means who's owned it beforehand. Like even uh, I got to give a shout out to Loser Club. Uh, Loser Club was one of the NFTs stolen from my wallet. Uh, one of the members of the team actually bought it on Looks Rare and then airdropped it back to me. Uh, and it's a Astro Boy uh, Loser Club uh, NFT that I absolutely love. And the funny thing about that was like. Like a, I, I, I shout out to the team for for doing that. B, um, you know, there's there was part of me that like that one that I had was exactly like what I like. I love that collection. I love the the art there of the one that um, is mine. But it's also very interesting just to think about like what when we think about something like our attachment to something. I could probably guarantee that just about everyone out there. If you could only change one, like what if you had the option to pay, I don't even know, a half a ETH towards the community DAO to be able to change one property on your NFT. And it goes back to my, where I was trying to go with the point was I actually don't think it's about properties, you know, that my NFT that was stolen and then it was reclaimed and bought by a member of the team and then airdropped back to me. I think the legacy of that that NFT that I own adds adds a layer of rarity that no one else can match. Right? What if you are buying one of the uh, uh, an NFT that was owned by someone that you looked up to? Right? What if it was one that was minted, not put up for sale for eight months, and then was you were the one that bought it? Like to me, that there's a lot of things like within the you know the that the blockchain. Remember the blockchain you know, it, it actually captures all of this information, right? So I actually look at these things as like, wow, how cool would it be if we were able to start like with the chain of custody, we're able to start to empower. And, and yes, these things can be gamified, but I actually look at it, you know, very much like, a, you know, if you had, if you had two Lamborghinis and one Lamborghini was owned by, you know, so on random, and then one Lamborghini was owned by Ashton Kutcher, the one that was owned previously by Ashton Kutcher, my guess is going to go for more money. And I think NFTs are going to have that um, you know, component as well. And so that's where I would go with that. I would love to hear your thoughts. Use uh, hashtag uh, NFT365 on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, jump over into our Discord. Let us know what are, what are some of the things that if an NFT project did this, it would stand out, it would capture your attention. Because I think it's a great question we should ask ourselves, not only just now, but probably every month, every week, maybe. But let's go with every month. Every month, we should probably ask ourselves, like, what are some of the innovative things that we would like to see? And maybe what are some of the things that we've seen once or twice, but we want to see it grow and be used or become more of a of the trend uh, across the industry? So hope you guys enjoyed uh, this little take. I appreciate the great question from uh, one of the amazing amazing members in the audience on the uh, the event that I was speaking at. You know, And if... 
you want to hire me to speak at your event, your upcoming event, maybe your association, maybe at your company, you'd love to hear about Web3 or pressing the damn button or the future of, of NFTs. Uh, you can check that out at brianfanzo.com. Brianfanzo.com is a website for all of your speaker stuff. All the, you know, it has all the programs I have up there. Uh, you can get in, in touch with Drew and Ryan on the team. Um, they will happily get us set up with a, a phone call to see if I'd be a good fit to speak at your event. But more so than anything else, I just love, I love, you know, interacting with the audience. I love, you know, being able to share, inspire, motivate, and hopefully, you know, shift your perspective. So until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. The show is not for-